Hello everybody, my name is John Coleman and welcome to episode 12 of The Little All Ireland, The Little All Ireland. Well, here we have it, the best weekend in the year. Are the Rockies going to be the stars or will it be all about the St. Finn Bars come 6 o'clock on Sunday evening? Soon we shall find out. As I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were all reared on stories of the Glen, the Bars and the Rockies playing in county finals with huge crowds and everything that goes with it. But this is the first time as an adult that I will get to see two of the big three play in a county final. It's quite surreal and it's something I can't wait for. I think they're expecting a really big crowd, so I'm hoping there's a good atmosphere around the place. There's a good atmosphere around town at the moment anyway. There's lots of colours up around Toker and around where I live in Turner's Cross here as well, which is a bit of the borderland sometimes. And, you know, I was down around Black Rock as well the other day and there's plenty of colour around and it's all going to be up for the next month as well with the, with the football finals coming up too which is great um, so a couple of weeks ago it was a pleasure to have the great Ronan Kern on to the show uh, to the preview um, the last round of the group games and this week I'm delighted to be joined by one of his teammates from that great Cork team of 2004 and 2005 and a superb player in his own right uh, Kieran Fraggy Murphy from Sarsfields Kieran was an outstanding player one of the best forwards of uh, my generation growing up he was an incredible underage player has two all medals in his back pocket an all and minor medal in his back pocket you know he was a senior selector with John Myler a couple of years ago and we were so close to getting to the all final and he's now the new minor manager uh, for the coming year and as much as anything else he's an all-round gentleman so it was great to get a chance to speak to Kieran earlier and talk about what promises to be a great weekend of hurling uh, so, Kieran, uh, thanks very much for com- coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, first off, congratulations on your new role um, I, with the Cork Miners for the coming year. I hum- assume it's something you're looking forward to. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I suppose with the new format, though, I've had the opportunity to work with Kieran for the lads uh, this year, under 16 level, uh, which was great. Um, And I suppose with the new format as well, it's it, you're looking at a much wider net these days, aren't you? It's not the days where you're kind of trying to pick out the best guys when the, be, the best thirty when they're fourteen. You know, people that people are, are given a chance for a longer period of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose you know there's a good kind of system with base there now, and you know it's evolving all the time. You know, we were only chatting there last week about how we can improve in this um, from a structural point of view, but you have kind of four divisions. Or 
and you would you obviously had a very successful minor career yourself as well and maybe from your own perspective briefly you know I know you played minor when you were 17 when it was still at the under 18 grade like the physicality must be a huge it's, it's a huge difference to step from 17 to 18 isn't it Ah, it's massive, yeah, it is, it is. Um, you know, I, I think at the, at the start of the year when I met Aidan O'Connor, she told me um, that the average for kind of young said at 16 years of age on a kind of a panel of 30 guys is that they'll, they'll grow four inches uh, in the year. So that'll tell you alone, um, obviously that's an average. So you know, some guys who, 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 you know, won't stretch that much for the others then are... You know, we definitely have a couple of guys who, who are after going with kind of five, six, seven inches, and uh, um, it just goes to show you the difference between under seventeen and under eighteen, um, and the, the physicality. It is noticeable, because um, you know, even there now this year, we we, we played the Douglas Miners, uh, who won the county, and you know the difference between the two teams, our under sixteen team and their minor team. You know. It, And of course, no matter what you do, then there's always going to be a couple of lads who will be the late bloomers and slip through the net. Like there's nothing you can do; you can never find everyone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I suppose all you can do is keep an, an open mind, and you know, we we have a couple of guys there now who, who will be six four, six five, and they just haven't fully kind of gone into their into their body in, in terms of filling out. So you just kind of have to be patient with them, and you kind of take a long term view and say, look, obviously they have potential. Um, they're just probably you know. Uh, a little bit of kind of guidance in terms of conditioning and athletic development. But, you know, they're kind of guys that we will be looking at for the future and, and, and saying, okay, look, you know, they may or may not stay part minor next year, but they have a good, good chance of staying top twenties if they keep developing and you know, them, you know, getting stronger. And I think that's that's the, the kind of benefit of carrying sixty guys. Is you, you know, you can you can do that with with five or six guys. Very good. So that's the future, and as for the present, we're you know coming to the end of another season, and you got to see a lot of the games. What do you think of the overall quality of the championship in Cork this year? Championships in Cork this year? Yeah, I've enjoyed it. To be honest, you know, I suppose I've had the benefit of going to uh, of going to a lot of the games, and um, you know, we were only I was only just talking earlier in the week with, with a few friends of mine, and you know, we were talking. I suppose we were talking about Black Rock in particular, the Guinness Irish game, and. We were, you know, we were saying that maybe Black Rock should have been beaten that. And as we kind of went on, you know, Charleville could have beaten Black Rock. Uh, Immaculee could have beaten Black Rock. Um, you know, it's a very competitive championship. Uh, I think there's a great buzz around the championship at the moment. You know, they're talking anywhere between 18 and 20,000 uh, on Sunday for, for, for the county final. And I think that's just kind of reflective of where the championship's at at the moment. Um, you know, I suppose 12 teams plus one divisional team, you know, I'd say bar one or two. Everyone would fancy their chances um, of taking a few scalps on a given day, but other teams have a real chance of winning it as well too. And I think it's just it's the new structure and the new format. Um, I think it's really breathed uh, some life into the into the car championship that was that was needed. To be honest, yeah, I think so as well. I'd say it's something you'd have enjoyed very much as a player as well. Would you look back and it with a bit of regret, even that you didn't we you didn't have that. Uh, yeah, it was, 
Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I was, I was, Yeah, it's really cool, like, isn't it? And I, uh, either way, I think you get a chance to build a bit of momentum. Like, you know, it's not just one game with a huge break. You know, it gives teams a real chance to get to know one another. And I know, like, even, you know, when you've been with Sars, you'd have had fellas in with Cork, out with Cork, with tw- under-20s minors. But, like, with the new system, even with it split, like, like ch- teams and panels get a real chance to develop and get to know one another, don't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, and it gives momentum to the championship as well, too, because everyone is watching, you know, teams are playing on a Friday or Saturday night they're going down watching the teams on, on the Sunday knowing that you're going to be playing them next week and it just kind of I suppose it builds that kind of uh, atmosphere around the championship because people are talking about it in during the week did you see the games last week you know you're talking about the games that are going to be going on uh, the following weekend and obviously with the football championship going as well too so it's kind of a, a very exciting time for club activity within car. And it's very cutthroat as well. Like even if you look at the teams who kind of made it out of the groups or even the teams that didn't make it out of and sorry to open up a wound maybe, but you know, the likes of Sars and Middleton, you know, clubs who you're you're always expecting get the other end. Like, you know, they got caught a bit this year and it's just it, it's and it's gonna make next year's championship incredibly interesting where you're gonna have those teams coming in as a third seed. So you're gonna have you could get two or three real groups of death again. I'd agree with that as well. I think it's been fantastic, but I think it's breathed new life into it. Uh, so bring think uh, bring the Sunday. You've you've seen a lot of the bars uh, and Black Rock this um, this year. Like so, would you like? What would you see the strengths of the Rockies first off? Yeah, I'm just, 
Yeah, I can see that coming as well, and especially I think Kyle Cormack has been a huge player for him the last couple of years. He's he's really, really dominant and right half back there. And they're two men inside line. It's one of those ones that you know they're top quality players. Like you're going to go into that, like what's a good day for the bars in containing the two of them? No goals maybe? Yeah, and I suppose, as you said, a lot of it's going to come down to that battle between the Bears half-hour line and the, the Black Rock half-back length limit display coming through. Yeah, definitely, because if the, you know, if the Black Rock half-back line get topped, it allows them, them the opportunity to play good ball in front of the two lads inside. Um, I think in, in order to open that up, obviously Damien Catalan, you know, is kind of sitting back a lot at the moment with the Bears and, he, and he's really he's doing that job. Uh, fantastically, uh, he, you know, he's, he's playing really well there. Um, so if Blackbox can get a, a maybe a shooter on, on David, one or two balls short and get a couple of early scores, it might, it might force David out of it and create the um, create the space. But how you do that really is by the half-back line, Blackbox's half-back line, winning good ball so that, you know, they can walk the ball out, out into space where they either deliver it inside if it is, if that space is in front of Allen and Robbie or else they're hitting, they're sent to forward, maybe Michael Halloran or, or Shane O'Keefe, 
ball to hand and looking for that quick score just to ask that question of Damien are you going to drop back and protect or are you going to know your man sit off and maybe pick up pick off a couple of scores yeah and I suppose they have played Alan Connolly out there a bit during the I think I leave him as close to goal as humanly possible but they have played him centre forward a bit from time to time as well so that's something they might revisit as well perhaps and talk to me even about Black Rock's physicality like what does that bring to it like they're a massive they're, they're a massive team aren't they they're huge, yeah, they're huge. And even if you go back to the to the group game between the Bears and Black Rock, uh, Black Rock, they were delivering two up after 10 minutes. And a lot of that was just down to group one ball, down on top of Shane O'Keefe, catching it or breaking it. And Michael O'Halloran picking up the breaks, and Mimini picking up the breaks. Um, you know, even, even like, uh, I suppose, their physicality, it, it really means that the Bears, are, you know, they're, they're not going to catch too many puck outs clean. You think of Ben O'Connor's uh, ability in the air. Obviously, Damien is, is, is a big man as well. To me, you know, they can all try to catch the ball, but with Black Rocks, with Academy, especially up front, you know, it, it, it's very much on par. It's like if you're if you're talking to Black Rocks, kind of midfield half hour, which you're saying get on the brakes. And that's where their physicality comes in. Then you know you you Michael Hallen, Daniel Meany, who are who are very very strong on the break and ball, and um, you know that that's going to be a, a key challenge for for the Bears as well too Sunday. And how much do you think their game to their win against the Glen two years ago will stand through that bit of experience? Yeah, I suppose look, it's 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 kind of unknown in the sense of that it's more the Bears young guys how how, how they will react to the big occasion. Um, if you're Louis McQueen, you're, you're, you're saying to back off, look, we've been here, we've, we've faced this challenge before and, and we've done it so we know we can do it. Uh, I suppose Joe Cunningham on the other side is kind of hoping that, he, that his guys, obviously he'll have confidence in them and the semi-final was a big game as well too, but it's a different, this is, this is special, you know, it's county final, Barnes and Blackrock with all the history then that, that kind of goes to it and you have to say that the, there's a slight advantage there to Black Rock in terms of just being there on the big day and the last day against the Glen as well too in the in the county final two years ago like that, that that's a good um, kind of a dry run for them really so for Sunday yeah definitely um, no the Bears definitely won't lack any belief, belief in Zaz either they've, they've had a tremendous year and they're a cracking team so you might what, what do you think their respective uh, strengths going into the game yeah well, I think they've been the team of the championship to be honest you know, I've enjoyed watching them every time they've played for the Stars game um, <laughs> but it's just you know like uh, you look at them uh, I think they've an excellent goalkeeper in Shane Harley yeah. uh, he, he's not afraid to try things he's you know work out sometimes but obviously that's that's the freedom he has even coming off his line in the corner back gets the ball he's kind of moving out to the opposite corner and he, and he kind of starts from there but it, it's puck out so always looking to hit kind of grass for him to help me to run on Jack Carlin to run on to Connor Carlin um, I think from 5 to, to uh, you know 5, 6, 7 um, that half back line is excellent um, and then you have the young guys up front to who have no fear uh, at all yes anyway uh, to be Ben O'Connor Ben Cunningham with William Buckley I mean they're a joy to watch um, and have been a joy to watch so far this year the championship and it's been kind of they're running off the ball their support uh, to each other and the one thing I liked about them uh, in the first five minutes in the semi-final uh, against Newtown 
Tim O'Man, he came out and he went to play 1-2. Um, yeah. he, he went to play 1-2 and Ken O'Connor just stood there and blocked his run. Like, you know, that's a young player going up against the, uh, a Cork senior there and he just he just blocked his run, he showed up him and he kind of looked at him as well too and, and said, <laughs> like, no, you're not going to run over me at all here today. And I kind of like that about the Bears, you know, they, as you mentioned, they have that confidence in themselves and for me, they've been the, they have been the, the foreign team in the championship. And I think they've a, they've a great mix in their forward line, Kieran. Like you know, you've you know you've you've the you know the the silky touches and the, you've the pace of Connor Callan even if he comes from midfield. I think Ben Cunningham has got really strong this year, and they've you know Jack Callan is your kind of a vintage corner forward. But then Brian Hayes has something that offers something different as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the um, I, I think the unsung hero has to be buggy for them. Yeah, he's um, yeah. His work rate is phenomenal. Uh, like you mentioned it there, you you, you know you Connor Callan, you William Buckley, Ben Cunningham, you know Owen Finn. And the wrong team, wrong team here. Jack Callan, they're all ball players. They all want to run onto ball. They, you know, they, they they work fierce hard, but you know they they really want to just go go and play ball. You you, you know you you, you bring his in and you buggy buggy. They're the real workers. Obviously, you know, obviously his can, can score and stuff like that. But they bring good physicality to that forward line. That buggy is working really hard around the half forward line. And then you have that option of just lobbing it into into Brian Hayes at the edge of the square, and, and I see what comes off. And, and, and he played really well this year for the for the Bears as well too. Yeah. But for me, it's Bully that has been the fella who um, who has made them tick, and uh, he's really brought an extra dimension to the, to the Bears forward line. Yeah, I think yeah. particularly against Douglas, he was outstanding, wasn't he? In the last twenty minutes, in particular, when the kind of but game when when Douglas kind of got on top a bit, he was the guy to turn it around. I thought. Yeah. 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 And, and he benefits too from the from the guys around because they all you know, they all take winding like I mean depending on Big Cunningham's coming into your area, you're 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 saying I need to pick him up and you know, I think Bogey did it he's benefiting from that. Um you know, he he, he he tends to be the kind of despair man in those situations and uh, I, I, I really do think he's been excellent so far this year to the bars. Yeah, and it's kind of a brilliant kind of game of cat and mouse then, isn't it? Because obviously like the Black Rock are kinda of trying to go to hold a solid six and they they don't they won't want Alan or Catlin and go much beyond, you know, the forty five really like and you're gonna have the bars half forwards dropping deep and you know, it that whole game of cat and mouse is kind of gonna be key to the game, whoever manages to create that bit more space for their forwards. You know the Bears definitely want to, to to drop deep, and you saw you saw the power of their running game in, in the first kind of twenty minutes against Newtown in the semi final. They were just phenomenal, and like if you have Connor Callan, Toomey, Jack Callan, Callan running at you at pace, you're under, you know you're just you're in serious trouble. Then um, so it's going to be. And you know what Blackrock do with their puck outs and, and winning the puck outs in their midfield and half forward it will be vital because if the Bears are um, dominating that area and getting their running game going, Blackrock will be in trouble. Yeah, and this was I was talking about this with my own friends as well the other day. And when you come into a game like this as well, isn't a lot of it just trying to make sure you're there within a show with ten minutes to go, isn't it? Just to you know keep keep plugging away and give yourself a chance with 10 minutes to go and hope then that when the game loosens out and when the game opens up that you're, you're kind of the guys can find that space to get the scores to get the win yeah coach the biggest day is composure is key um, you know 
game, they just, they're not really one by heroic. It's just guys, guys doing their job and, um, you know, just keeping their composure. And the big thing here, especially we say no for the kind of bars who, who will be a younger team, keep the, keep the scoreboard taking over. Um, if the points are there, you know, take your points, keep the scoreboard taking over, and then you're hoping that, you know, with that running game, that the opportunity will come and they'll open up and they go for goal where they have an overlap, and then you can kind of go for it. And they have been good at that this year, you know, not really trying to, to force goal chances when they're not on. They'll be taking their scores, but then when they do have that overlap, there's a ruthlessness there with them, um, and they're going for it. That, that is key on, um, on Sunday because you know the, you could have twenty thousand down there on Sunday. You know there'll be a lot going on. There'll be teams that juice to the crowd. There'll be kids playing at halftime. There's a lot of distractions uh, for both teams, and a lot of it will be just down to who kind of implements their game plan really and who does their job. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose, like, I don't know if you've noticed this, I think I have noticed it. Like, the referees in Cork seem to be kind of going a bit more, um, you know, looser in their interpretation of the rules as well. I, I often remember, I think when you, when Sars won the county in 2012 and he played Kilmallock, wasn't it? Afterwards, and um, in the Munster Club, in a game you could have won. And I often remember thinking, like, I often remember seeing a huge difference between how games are refereed in Cork and you know outside of Cork at that stage. But I think there seems to be an effort this year to kind of bring Cork more into line with maybe other counties in terms of that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's definitely a discussion point in terms of right. There's definitely been more. There's definitely been a lot more good left go um, without those. And I think, you know, it, it's obviously a very difficult job, and it will be a difficult job again on Sunday. Um, but definitely, even the advantage rule, I think the referees are trying to let the advantage go a lot more. And it's going to be it's going to be a balancing act on Sunday, because it's going to be a high-emotion game with, with a lot of history behind it. So, you know, there could be a few markers laid down yeah. early days. Um, you know, from a from an interest perspective, anyway, you, you you hope there is because it, it'll just add to it. Um, but yeah, I I, I I would agree with the point. I, I do think referees are, are trying to leave a goal a little bit more. And to be honest, I think it's adding to the games. You know. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And um, who do you think will win? So, Kieran, the 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 big one. Who do you want to insult? Black Rocker Bears. Yeah, <laughs> it is a hard one. I do think the Bears have been the farm team of the year. Um, I do think that they have played some great, great hurling. Um, anybody who I've been as well to this week uh, has been to think that that, that, that Black Rock will win um, based on their physicality and their experience and stuff like that. I, I just think that I see a lot of our team in 2008, the Spars team, you know, a few older fellows, um, a lot of young, confident guys coming into the team, and um, I think the Bars might do it, but... Uh, I wouldn't run out of draw either. And I remember um, that that year in particular in 2008. Like, you remember you wore the black after or after winning the first round and everything all the time, and there wasn't much expected of you going in. You know, well, you know, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere to an extent, didn't he? Yeah, geez, I mean, we would have been talking. I mean, we would have been seeing the hundred teams who were potential for relegation. Um, 
you know, I think the year before we'd been beaten in the quarterfinal by Amy Kelly and one or two of the older lads had kind of retired and next all of a sudden you had a lot of 18 year olds like Daniel Tierney and Conor Sullivan and these guys coming into the team but I mean the impact that they made that year was, was phenomenal and it was just kind of one of those things that everyone gelled, everyone got on together it was a great team kind of formed I suppose over the next decade but um, you know we, 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 we played Daniel Hassig that year in the first round that's right uh, I think we were about 10 or 11 points up at half time when we came back and barely barely got through by a point um, in the end and it just kind of it snowballed from there really to be honest just kind of gave us the confidence and I suppose that injection of youth into the team and, and that different mentality that they, that they were bringing uh, they didn't have the scars that maybe a lot of us had from the previous year's championships um, yeah like uh, it was certainly uh, it was certainly a crazy campaign for us you know that ended in the, in the win with ourselves and Brian Rovers who probably two teams that were tipped for relegation at the start of the year we were in the county final yeah, it's just funny. I, it's a year I remember well at home as well. Um, I remember talking to Michael Horn, you know, our old centre back, um, coming up to the first round game against Sars, and we were down after training or something, and he was talking. I remember him asking me what he thought on Sunday, and I, I remember Sars said like. I always remember saying to him, Sars have been playing senior hurling for 100 years, we've been playing it for four, you know, so I never, and I just think, you know, sometimes a team can get, a, I think we got ahead of ourselves that time as well, and maybe the entirety of the time we were up senior, we kind of never managed to get that bit of momentum behind us and, you know, get the bit of consistency going over a couple of years, but I always thought that was just a, a great lesson to us, really, you know, that year as well, like, you know, that, like, you know, you, you, the, I think the experience of, growing up knowing you're a senior hurler in a senior club I think I think it counts for a lot to be honest with you. I think it always does maybe in the last 10 minutes of games you know what your expectations and everything that it's maybe one of those things you can't really measure but it's something that I think is important yeah no I, I, I agree with the point it is like you're just you're just growing up in, in that environment and you're, and you're kind of hearing it all the time as well too kind of who you are and you know we're, like, we're, we've always been a senior hurling club and that you know, it just brings that little bit of kind of confidence as well too. And uh, no, I, I, I would 100% agree with the points you're uh, Very good. So come here briefly. We might just have a quick chat about the Premier Intermediate final as well at the weekend. And you know, Cass, Castle Castle with huge momentum uh, behind the last couple of years, and Inescara who who beat us in the semi final as well. Um, I think I think that's the potential to be a very good game as well. Yeah. I mean, I was down at Castle Martyr and Castle Cunningham for half day, and it was nearly the game of the championship in, in, in all the grades. Uh, it, 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 was, it was fantastic. Obviously, Brian Lawton went off with what looked to be um, a pretty severe injury that day. So, um, you know, I hope Brian gets to play on Sunday this talk that he, that he might have a chance. Uh, you know, he's such an influential player, he's such a great servant to, to Castle Martyr over the last few years. Um, it would be great to see him, uh, him play because it would be a shame for him to be out. Um, you know, I, I think they beat Let's actually last year in the intermediate final, um, and they were excellent. They were really impressive in the same way. Obviously, you care on Joyce, Mike Kelly, you know, Barry Lott was just sensational than that day against Castle Seven points from play. Um, you know, everything he just went over on that left wing. Um, you know, and, and Joe Stack getting inside in, 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 
scored four hours as well too. You know, Axel Marger, um, they're a good team and uh, they're obviously playing with huge confidence as well too. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a remarkable story really too that they could uh, get another promotion possibly yeah it's man they beat us in the 2014 junior final as well you know so they were only they were struggling to come out of East Cork eight years ago and like here they are going for three counties in a row it's, it's unreal uh, but Inescar have had a, have a super year as well and like like they're really getting the best out of Sean O'Donnell at centre forward I think and he got like five points off play against us in the semi-final and maybe that's a very interesting kind of matchup on on Sunday is you know Kieran Joyce and Sean O'Donoghue and what how that ends up yeah, because, you know, Kieran Joyce likes to kind of sit in that pocket in, the, in that centre-back position and, you know, he's, he's extremely strong under the high ball. Um, you know, he's carrying a little small bit of kind of a knee injury at the yeah. moment that seems to be kind of bothering him, but, um, you know, he's such a good and dedicated young player that he just drives on. Um, so, like, he, I, I would think that he would prefer a fellow to be kind of standing under him, uh, you know, contesting high ball with him. Sean had done a reward to that, he would move all over the place and try and use his speed. Um, and the one thing about Sean that if he picks the ball on the move, he's so quick, yeah. he can generate that space to kind of get the shot off. And, you know, Sean uh, has had a fantastic year for Clark to see her in, in the cornerback position. But, um, you know, he's the type of fellow who would love. Uh, you know that role of centre forward and creating and, and, and scoring. He just has that mentality, uh, and you know it's going to be. It, you know that's going to be a massive battle. Yeah. And like you can't, like I suppose, there's every chance that Castellones might try, or sorry, excuse me, Castle Martin might try and tag someone on him because you can't afford him to run riot. When at the same time, you can't afford to leave the centre wide open. Like it's one of those kind of age-old questions, isn't it? It is, it is, it is, it is, and that's, you know, where it comes out to the kind of side and then, you know, what way are they going to, what way are they going to set up, because, as I say, Kieran Giles does like to sit in that pocket, so you could see a midfield of that back, um, you know, and they designate an American on, on Sean, and, um, you know, free up Kieran Giles then, so the, to sit in that, in that kind of protection role in the, in the half-back, so the centre-back position. Uh, and who do you fancy to win it, Kieran? Um, I think uh, from what I saw last day, Castle Martyr were uh, they were extremely impressive. Uh, yeah, again, it's going to be a tight one because you know in the hour they walk fierce hard. Um, I probably just think Castle Martyr might might edge it, uh, but again, it's a different one to call. Like it, I mean, they're, they're going to be two good games Sunday. I reckon it's uh, it's really. I'm really looking forward to the day Sunday. Um, I think it's going to be great, uh, great for Cork Ireland. Um, so look, I, I might give Castle Martin an add to that one. Yeah, and in general, I suppose even last week I thought last Sunday was a good day for Cork Ireland as well. And I think things are definitely on the up. I think, aren't they? I know we sometimes we can become impatient with it, but you know, I think you know there's a bit of depth to all the championships now, and I think there's lots of good young players coming through, and I think Cork Ireland is definitely on the up. You know, the definitely buzz kind of been generated around the place. Uh, and, you know, that, that really starts with the club championship. You have to have a competitive club championship to kind of drive things, to just drive the standards across all the clubs. That could only be a help then for, uh, for the county teams as well, too. Um, and definitely, I just I, I just think Sunday with Bears and Black Rock is a, a bit of a special feeling about it. Uh, and, you know, there's definitely something building uh, 
That's great, Karen. Come here, thanks a minute for joining me on the show by an absolute gentleman. So that was a very enjoyable conversation with Kieran. You know, the, the, the man is a hurling encyclopedia. You see him at so many games. I even noticed, no, even with his role as the Cork, uh, with the Cork Miners, I see him at a lot of school games around the place and he knows every player. And, you know, it's great to talk to guys like that who have such an insight, and especially when he's been involved at the highest level over the past couple of years and recognise how the game has changed and everything like that. And has a fabulous reputation as a coach too. So the Miners are, are lucky to have him this year, uh, in my opinion. Just a couple of, one thing to clarify, when I said about Sars and Kilmalik to him, that was actually 2014, not 2012. So I got that one wrong. And obviously I should have made reference to the fact that Kieran's got four county hurling medals as well uh, with SARS, which is an incredible achievement, especially when you consider the drought they had as well. So to have four of them in his back pocket uh, is pretty cool. I thought it was fascinating the way he mentioned about his chat with Aidan O'Connell, who's the kind of head, head head of physical development and, and you know, uh, everything with Cork underage and, or Cork GA, I should say. And it's funny to think that the minimum those guys are going to go is four inches across the time they're in with the minors I thought that was such a fascinating thing and the whole idea of development is such a whole new ball game now you know it's really fascinating stuff and the idea of course you know 17, 18, 19 you know the, the late bloomer the late developer and trying to keep as many people involved in the process for as long as possible and even if you do all that there's no guarantee that they'll come true and there's no guarantee that you haven't missed somebody either it's such a it's such a hard thing to do I know sometimes perhaps we can get a bit frustrated by it or can ask a lot of questions about it but it's really hard especially in a county the size of Cork to train boil all that or distill all that talent down I think um, as for Sunday well what do I think not that what I think matters um, Faggy kind of alluded to the people he'd been speaking during the week who were falling down the side of Black Rock and I would say I fall into that category and uh, not because of any type of superior uh, insight into the game or anything like that it's just a pure feeling that i have and it's probably the way they qualify they've qualified for the final I've, I've mentioned it before you know the way they beat sars the way they beat charleville you know the way they beat him i don't know sometimes when you win games like that i don't know it's just your name on it a bit uh, i think especially the way they got to county semi-final with their best player uh, alan Connolly not firing on all the cylinders and suddenly against Aaron zone he looked irresistible however Against that, the one game this year where they were beaten was by the Bars. So they know, the Bars know what buttons to press when it comes to playing this um, Black Rock team. And I do think as well, there's a huge difference between playing that game down the park and playing in Park Arena, which it was in the group section. Um, I do also think that the Bars might have a bit more variety in attack, as I mentioned when I was talking to them. With, you know, the, you have the kind of the silky skills of, of um, you know, Ben Cunningham and, and Jack Callan and, uh, you know, Connor Callan coming from midfield. Uh, to 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 complement that, then you've you know the big unit of Brian Hayes, who's well able to hurl too, and Buggy and young William Buckley, who's a lovely hurler, and Buggy, who's the workhorse as well. So I actually think they have a bit more variety in attack. But there's something I I think um you know, but one thing I know it's going to be really really tight, and I hope it's a close game with ten minutes to go, and that's all you want as a neutral going out to this game. I want it to be a tight, exciting game with ten minutes to go, and let's just see who can win it down the stretch. You know, both teams' benches, neither of them are overloaded with stars. You know, neither team have 20, 25 players yet. They're probably getting there. But it'll be interesting. It could be someone like Kevin O'Keefe. It could be someone like Sam Cunningham. And nobody knows. But I give a very, very tentative uh, vote uh, to Black Rock. I had a great stat. I was talking to a great friend of mine, Colm O'Sullivan, from the Bars during the week. And he was telling me that he thinks that the last three times that the Bars have won the county in 93, 1988 and 1984 that a Cunningham was the man of the match and 
I think twice he said it was Jerk Cunningham and once it was Brian Cunningham uh, who was only like 18 I think when they won the county in 88 and uh, if that's true and he wasn't 100% certain but I just thought it was a kind of interesting stat um, but if, if that was the case there's every chance that you know it could be Ben Cunningham this weekend so it's funny how, how everything goes on like that so look I don't know about all of you, but I just think I'm so excited about it. I genuinely am. I just hope there's a big crowd. And I hope, to God, I was looking at the, the long-range weather forecast there today. It's looking a bit apocalyptic for Sunday afternoon. And I just hope, you know, there'll be no worries about the pitch down the park. But I just hope, I really hope that it just give us, you know, four hours of dry weather. And it can rain the rest of the, the, rest of the week afterwards, you know. So I can't wait for it. And I think it's a toss of a coin. And I just hope it's a good day for Cork Hurling. Um... The Premier Intermediate final then as well is, is a very intriguing game. Um, and I think a lot of it boils down to you're looking at two teams with ver- two very different types of momentum. You know, Castle Martyr have the obvious long-term momentum. They're in their third county final in three years. You know, they're after back-to-back promotions. They also won a junior county in 2014 uh, when they beat us down the park. And then you're coming up against an Inniscara team that have, have found an awful lot of momentum this year. Um, like Inniscara have always been a brilliant club. You know, always produced really good players. Um, I was actually looking at them today. I, I thought they did one more. Uh, I thought they did more counties one, but they've just been such a competitive team for a long time. Um, you know, they're a really, really good hurling stronghold there in McCork. And I was looking what the, how they've got on the last couple of years. So since the since the genesis of the group stages, they haven't got out of the group until this year. You know, they came in third place in 2020 and 2021. You know, in 2019, then they got to a semi-final. In 2018, they got knocked out in round three. In 2017 and in 2015, they're in relegation battles. And in 2016, they got to the quarter-final. So they've lacked an awful lot of consistency over the past couple of years. But when they get it right, they seem to get it right. And they are getting it right this year with Paul McCarthy in charge and who's doing a great job. So their momentum is very much internal of this year against Castle Martyrs, long-term momentum of building steadily up through the grades. So there's a real you know, different dynamic for both teams coming into the game on Sunday, I think. Um we obviously mentioned, you know, the Joyce the sorry, excuse me, the battle between, you know, um Sean O'Donoghue and uh Kieran Joyce at the weekend, which is gonna be fascinating. Like, as I said, uh, Kieran Joyce was is I think he's going to want to sit and defend the D. That's what he's brilliant at. He, he does that naturally. And I think you kind of have to... You, but at the same time, you obviously can't let Sean O'Donoghue run away because he could have he could win the game on his own because he's, because he's a brilliant player. But an interesting battle at the other end is going to be something actually very similar. Liam Ryan is a really good centre-back for Inascara as well. And he's going to be coming up against Mike Kelly. Uh, and Mike likes to go roaming. You know, He's had a super couple of years in the Championship. He's a really top-class player. Uh, very accurate, very busy, works hard, very rac- accurate off left and right. He's a brilliant free-taker. So those two battles are kind of really, really interesting, I think, coming into the weekend. Also, free-taking, which is going to be important in every game. You know, you've Ben Cunningham and Alan Connolly in the Premier Senior game. And you're going to have Mike Kelly coming up against Owen McCarthy, who's next in free-take for Inescara as well. So all those small things are going to be very important coming into the weekend. Um... You know, Brian Lawton, if he's a bit, I, I heard the same, I think he might be able to make an appearance. And if he can at any stage, I think that's a big boost to Castle Martyr as well. And I wonder would the experience that Castle Martyr have of playing down the park, both when they beat Sarsfields in last year's county final and when they beat Castle Lions in this year's county semi final, I wonder will that be important to them? In a scar when they beat us out in Clodov, you know, it's a huge difference coming in from Clodov, which is obviously a great setup and everything, but down to the wide open space of the park, the whole idea of the occasion. I wonder when's the last time a lot of these in a scar guys got a chance to play there. Um, so I wonder will that be a factor on the night? So again, I'm going to give a tentative vote to Castle Martyr, but I've just written down here rule nothing out and I think that applies to all three county finals across the year across the weekend I should say and it certainly applies 
to the game between Ballygiblin and Tracton and on Saturday evening. You know, Ballygiblin are going to be favourites again. They've again, just like Castle Martyr, they've momentum after the amazing year they had last year. Um, you know, they've marked they've marked Keane and hopefully I think, you know, they might have a fully fit Dara Flynn. And, you know, at that level, at any level of hurling, Dara Flynn's going to be an incredible addition to any team, but especially at Premier Junior level in a place like Parky Creeve, like Dara Flynn's designed for that. So it'll be interesting to see what role he can play on Sunday. And in the long term, I just hope he can get right and, and get fit because such a tremendous talent. Um, you know, they've then they've Mark Keane as well, another big guy used to the big occasion. Then they've got the football fitness, which is and you you know, I hope you understand what I mean by that. And you know, Mitchellstown lost all right uh, two weekends ago, but you know, the likes of Shane Beston who I know played very well for them uh, when they beat Russell Rovers and Cahal O'Mani and guys like that, you know, that level of fitness they have could stand them as well. They're a very good team with great experience point from last year. Now I know Tracton will and Tracton are one of the toughest competitors you will ever meet on a hurling field. You know, I just have nightmare sometimes like for years it seemed like our first game of the year was always away in Manan Bridge like in February or March and it was cold and wet and you dread it and I mean that is a compliment to attracting because every game you play down there was just always a battle they're an incredible club and what they've done you know when I was growing up attracting were a senior club and you Karen Kingston and Tommy Kingston and all those lads playing which I which we were a junior club at the time, it's something I always looked up to and aspired to that hopefully I'd love to see my club get up to that level. So Tracton Rob's kind of, you know, I think it was 89, I think they won their intermediate county back around then anyway. So they're a great club. Um, and they have their own good players with plenty of experience. You know, they've Ronan Walsh is just an incredible free taker and is still well able to contribute from play as we've seen in this championship. You know, Mikey O'Sullivan, who, you know, who was in with Cork back around during McCarthy's time is back and playing well. And they have the two goods who are really good players as well. Again, I've written down about Tracton. You can never rule them out, but I think you just have to give Baddy to Giblin the nod in this one. But again, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch it. Um, and last Sunday was a really good day out down the park as well. And like, I have to talk about Father Neils. What an achievement. Um, what an achievement for them. And if you just look in general, what's happening down around that area of East Cork? Next to Father Neils, you've got Russell Rovers, who, you know, got to an all Ireland junior final a couple of years ago. We're very close to the to the um to the, the Premier Junior title again, you know, this year, you know, you've everything that's happened in Klein over the past past 10, 15 years down there as well. Not too far away, what's happening in Cal- Castle Martyr, what's happening in Dungourney. You know, so hurling is really alive and well in, in that part of East Cork at the moment and is a testament to all the clubs down there, the tremendous work that's going in down there. Um I remember speaking to Seamus Joyce of um, Father O'Neill last year. I did a piece on him for the for the paper coming up to the county final, and like I'd have spoke to him all night, and I probably did. I think I spoke to him for about an hour, and you had to kind of distill it down to a couple of hundred words, which is really tough. He's an absolute gentleman to speak to, and he really gave a great perspective of what they've achieved over the past few years. You know where they've come from, and to be where they are, and like they're to to really living in the moment and enjoying where they are, like. You could talk a lot about the fact that they'd lost the previous two county finals before beating the Corsis last weekend, but it was their fourth county final in a row. They like they only won the Premier Intermediate in twenty nineteen, you know, like so they, that was their fourth county final in a row. They won the twenty sixteen Intermediate A County final as well, and they won the Premier Under Twenty One uh, County in twenty eighteen. So since 2016, 2017 is the only year Father O'Neill's haven't been in a county final. That's an incredible achievement for a, you know a small place and you know as i said before when you get that crop of players you know for places like father o'neill's place like russell rovers you know places like castle mart or small country places um you know a place like dungourney when you get that 
group of talent coming through, you have to make it and you have to make the most of it. And whatever the future holds for Fordham, I think they're going to be a great addition to the, to the Premier Senior Championship next year. I'm really looking forward to them. And there was an awful lot of pressure on them going into the game last week. Uh, you know, and they, I thought they, they played like with the handbrake up a bit in, in the first half, but they were awesome in the second half. And I think I think a lot of it boiled down to what they did with Jeremy Miller. You know, they put him in on Sean Toomey for the first half, and they both kind of cancelled one another, one another one another out. Sean Toomey maybe. Slightly getting the better, getting better against Jarmillar. When they when they pushed Millerick off to me after half time, he came into the game immediately, started launching a few attacks, and they just took over in that middle third. In that middle third, like Billy Dunn was sensational. He, he got four points three in the second half. He could have got more. You know, he he was electric every time the ball went in. They could have had a couple of goals. But what stood to them as well is like in the first half, of John and Joe Millerick got those few points when they weren't going well to keep them in touch. And Declan Dalton then really came into the game in the second half, got three four great points from play. You know, so. Well done to Father O'Neill's, uh, you know, even again, I remember beating them in the county final way back in, in 2002 when Luke Swain was playing for them and they did a great bringer, Driscoll was playing cornerback and John Flavin was there who was in around those uh, Cork Minor teams around 98, 99 too. All really, really good players. So a good club who always kind of, uh, I've always had a good bit of time for them. And I and the same for Corsi's, you know, they were incredible in the, in the first half last weekend. You know, they, they went 12 for 12. They're like Tracton. They're just one of the most competitive clubs you will ever meet. And like in the first half, they had 12 shots on goal and scored 111, which was just inc- unbelievable. And uh, and then it was unbelievable that they couldn't score for the 30 minutes after half time. And they still nearly dug it out. Like, you know, you know that, that last uh, shot from Richard Sweetnam could have gone anywhere. So it was a strange game, but a very kind of, enchanting game I thought it was you know you couldn't take your eyes off it for a moment because even when Father O'Neill's had the upper hand in the second half you always felt that Corsi's were going to do something because they're the type of club who always do something so what I think the promotion of Father O'Neill's does to the Senior A Championship as well is that it leaves us with a very even Senior A Championship but I mentioned at the, at the outset of this podcast that you know you were looking at three four outstanding teams in this championship and three of them have gone up now Father O'Neill's Cantor and Charlver have gone up to the Premier Senior Premier Senior level and I think we're left with a very even championship next year um, which is going to be something to really much we can look forward to and that brings us to Dungourney and you know they had a fantastic win as well um, and you know and you're looking at the work of Kilta Oog which is the amalgamation of Castle Martin Dungourney and Rage I know they've won a couple of Premier 2 counties minor counties over the past few years and they're producing lots and lots of good players you know if you look at the even the Middleton Harty team the CBS Harty team during the week you're going to see a lot of those guys there. Um, so there's something, they're doing something right down there, so there's great credit due to them. Um, and like, speaking about big players and big occasions, like, you know, Shane Hagerty, uh, Jack Leahy, and Ryan Denny got 114 out of the 116 last week, which is brilliant. And they did a, did a, a young lad in goal, then Paul Finn, who made four tremendous saves. I think he won in the game, you know, but I would say that. Uh, but he was brilliant, especially his second, third, and fourth saves. Maybe even the fourth save after half time. I think after that, Cladov looked like um, you know they missed just that one too many chances. And speaking of Paul Finn and Golden as well, I'd forgotten that Paddy Sullivan, the 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 Father Needs goalkeeper, was still in school as well. So you know, there's CBS have plenty of depth when it comes to goalkeepers for the Hearty this year. Anyway, um, I think Cladov those chances are going to haunt them over the winter. Um, did great chances in the first ten minutes to put the game to bed. You know, maybe looking back, would they've been better off taking their couple of scores. But sure, look, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, but you know, Clodagh will, will be back. There's no doubt about that. They'll be knocking on the door in that championship for a while. They're a young enough team. Um, yeah, they're going to be good. 
So after the game, I had the pleasure of speaking to the Dungourney manager, Martin Denny, and his son, Ryan. And what a character Martin was. Wait till you hear his accent. It's just a brilliant thing to, to hear. And Owen Cormacan of the Irish Examiner wrote a fabulous article about him in the lead up to the game. And it was just so cool to see him come out of the dressing room. He bounced out of the dressing room. You know, he was so excited. He was couldn't wait to speak uh, to the people who were there. Myself and Stephen Barry from the Examiner were there. So he was brilliant to speak to, an absolute gentleman. And I was really happy for him. And, you know, so eloquent, so well able to speak about everything and as was his son Ryan so uh, here they are Well Martin at the start of the year did you expect this? Uh, every team I said going out onto the Astro today to do the training every team at the start thinks and wants to be in the final can you get there? we haven't for the last two seasons got out the group but I felt as soon as we got out the group it opens up it's only knockout then it doesn't matter and I thought quarter final local derby it was grand we got lucky but we didn't get lucky last year or the previous year. So coming into today, again, I'm not a Paddy Powers man. What were they, <laughs> three to one on? I think Sars were same, odds on favourite. You saw the lads today, they were magnificent. The backs again, again, the forwards will get the praise, but the backs today were tremendous. And I think your goalkeeper as well, Mr. Flynn, I'm sure he'll have a few drinks over the next few uh, weeks. Yeah, we're just talking. I don't smoke that often, but I might have a cigar tonight with the lads. <laughs> uh, he was great in the first half when we needed him. And look, the lads dug it out. I mean, again, I think probably Jack Lee got plenty of scores. Ryan got the penalty. But I'd go back to our backs again today. Like we had a few knocks going into the game, uh, and you needed the back six and the keeper, and they did their job today. I don't know what club. Off. I can't even tell you what the score was. One sixteen, one sixteen to thirteen. Yeah. So we've got we, we've been on a trend the last four matches. Club beat us two eighteen. I think we won 16 against Agabolic, won 15 against Middleton, 112 against Sars, only won 13 today. That'll win you the match, and it did. Yeah. And after, like, and the goal that you put Shane Hegarty in full forward after half time, yeah. and it paid dividend. Shane Hegarty's a class, class player. I mean, he's so dedicated to hurling. He deserves the man of the match today. But we needed to do something different. I mean, you look at the matchups, they've got the Verlins, Mark Walsh. I mean, we have to get the matchups right. And again, maybe putting Shane in there. They probably expected my son Ryan to be in there. They probably expected Jack Lee to go in there. Maybe they didn't expect the other fella to go in there. And he was great when he went in there. We left him in longer. Mm. And there was the rotation in forwards as well. I know all three of them went in there at various points. That kind of That's our people. tactic. What we, we try and do is keep teams on... I know, keep them thinking. Mm. You, again, you can't leave quality players in there for too long unless they're getting damaged. So we left Shane in probably longer than we thought because he was doing damage. It's all about the right ball then coming from the midfielders and the half-back line. And we got right ball. And, and even Jack at the end there, I don't know whether it was Hego or Ryan, I think it was Hego got the pass in and he yeah, whipped it. Yeah, it was Hego. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Hego did a side, at, oh. side crossfield ball. Jack swivelled beautifully and yeah. it just yeah. went wide. Yeah. But look, Jesus, yeah. But we look, they're delighted in there today. They're absolutely mm. delighted. And with the age profile as well, I know three of your best lads are probably 18. Like, there's kind of a lot of room to. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We only, there's three lads started today who were over 25. So Ryan's 25, Hego and uh, no mother way are 28. Everyone else is under 25. So the three younger lads, the goalkeeper, John Hearn and Jack are all 18. We've got four or five other lads coming next year who will be good for us. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Thanks, lads. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, been very well, haven't they? With they have. And, and the again, if, if, if you get a batch from each, like this year we got three, but they were three. John and uh, Jack would have played hearty last year. Yeah. Jack could be playing hearty again. I think they have a match on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And Paul probably hasn't had a look in. 
he's a good goalkeeper. You know, and if you get three good fellas coming in every year for a small club like us, it's gold dust. Mm. Absolute gold dust. But look, we're celebrating tonight. Congratulations, obviously. Um, tell me, there was a lot of goal chances missed in that game, including your goalkeeper, yeah. Mr. Pinson, had four fantastic saves. Jack Lee had a couple of sights of goal, but you were the only person to find the net. So talk me, talk me through that penalty. Um, look, penalties, I enjoy taking them, first of all. Um, I'm confident in my ability, but before the game I stick to a position, even the keeper there, he went over to the, his left hand side and was trying to tease me to go the way I was going to go, I didn't change my mind, so I was always going to go bottom left and I just stuck with my guts and hit it low and hard on this uh, lovely pitch side and just went in perfectly and I was delighted, delighted that I went in, but just having the confidence and sticking to a spot I think is the most important part. And I think after half time you got another point and then Jack Nat, you got a quick one too after half time, that really set you up for the rest of the game. Oh it did, look, Jack Lee he's absolutely flying, a super addition to our team this year and the whole panel, the never die attitude even when they went two, two, got two, three points on the spin. Look, we continue to fight hard, continue to be dogged, hit them hard with fair tackles, but just the spirit that the gang has, and they're just, they're just a genuinely a fantastic bunch, absolutely fantastic bunch. Uh, your dad mentioned you had a few knocks coming into the game, and I see you were one of those, so were you, were you touching goal? Uh, no, I was I was just having a little niggle in my knee, it's kind of the story of my life, look, I hurt my knee there about four weeks ago, just MCL and a bad knock on the kneecap, but no, I was fine going in, there was a few rumours going around that I might not be able to play, but look, I'm fine, Devin, our physio has been an absolute star this year strapping us all up but no I was fine going in nothing to worry about there and tell me how will Dungorny be over the next few days oh jeez Dungorny will be absolutely hopping look this means so much to the community everyone in Dungorny even my my, grand, my grandparents and my aunt and their kids are all over from England are all over from England this weekend it, it means the world to Paris the start of the year maybe a lot of people may have wrote us off and said we wouldn't be there today but by God we proved people wrong and just the spirit, the community, everyone is in us, in with us together and uh, you know what, it's just great to be here. And the underground, the under, uh, being underdog stutchy I think, or you, you grew into that stature? Oh, I, oh yeah, look, I think the majority of the games this year we've been underdogs and even when we entered into the quarter-final, into the semi-final, into the day, everyone said you know what they, they give them a good game they might not win but they give them a good game and that's what the majority of papers and that's the uh, individual said today but we knew the confidence in the group we knew that we were going to put it up to Caliph and had a great fighting chance of going and winning this thing and we did and I think that comes from the belief not just the 15 on the panel but the whole community the whole squad and I think that's an important part and you look forward to playing intermediate hurling next oh year. yeah we look forward to playing intermediate we have 3-4 very good young lads coming up and look our average age is only I think 21 and a half I think Niall Motherway calculated there a few months back I am I think I'm the fourth oldest nearly on the panel and I'm only 25 so look the future is bright and there's a good up and, up and coming team coming so that's it there's, there's good times coming for Dungourney there's good times down around in Father O'Neill's and come Sunday evening, Monday morning, there's going to be good times around for either the Black Rock or the Bears, either Castle Martyr or Inascara or either Tracton or Ballygiblin. So let's see what the weekend brings. I can't wait for it. Roll on Sunday. Uh, do your best to get down there. I think it promises to be a great game, a great occasion for Cork Hurling. And may the best teams win. And just, let's just hope that everybody plays their potential and uh, leave no regrets out in the field and give us a good day out. So that's it. Um, I'll be gathering a bit as much reaction as I can in the aftermath of the game. We'll put something together uh, with that then after the weekend. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that as well. So thanks many for listening, guys. Uh, Tour Ara, Agus, Buntanabas and Derek Shakna. Slán.